Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of Eulogy Podcast. I am your host, Pianico da Konova. On the night of November 11th, the pod went to hear Tamara Dwards' first DMA recital as she conducted a BU ensemble performing Rimsky-Korsakov's Scheherazade. The performance was very lively, as Tamara truly led the orchestra. Her preparation was even more apparent when I learned how little rehearsal time the group had to put together the 40-minute piece. Fellow BU student and NEC alum Dustin Chung joined me as we sat on the floor of a practice room for his first appearance on the pod. Stay tuned after the episode for some announcements as well as the name of this episode's intro music performer. Enjoy. Well, welcome Dustin Chung, who I know for a year and a half now since we met at BU. Started at the same time, our DMA program. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Dustin. Uh, My name's Dustin. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. I play the clarinet. Uh, this is my second year here at BU. I've lived in Boston for about five or six years. Uh, did my master's at New England Conservatory. Cool. Yeah, that's about it. When was that? Uh, I graduated in 15. Okay. 2015. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. So that's, I think we've already gone through this, but that's right when I started. Right. So we, uh, we so never overlapped. So we haven't met. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, we're walking out of Scheherazade. Yeah, sure is Rimsky-Korsakov classic. Yes. Can you name another piece by Rimsky-Korsakov? Uh, yeah, um, Capriccio Espanol. Oh, nice. And then nice there's guy. like something, there's the golden, the golden cock. The golden cock, the golden yeah. cock. Yeah, Another. C-O-Q. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... I've actually, there's actually a really cool jazz arrangement oh. for that piece. By who? Um, I, I couldn't tell you, but I've actually never seen it live. I've never seen that piece ever programmed in my life. But I've worked on there's there's like an excerpt that I've worked on from it. Oh, cool! But then more importantly, there's a really cool jazz arrangement because it's like super chromatic. It's fun. It's good yeah. stuff. Well, I'm sorry to say that I don't really know the piece, and even Scheherazade, I didn't really know until I mean I knew yeah. all the melodies and like I knew kind of how it goes. <sighs> Such good melodies. And uh, oh yeah, but I mean my first reaction is like. It's, uh, like, in terms of the imagery, it's just so vivid. It is. And it's a little too vivid. I feel like I know exactly what's going on all the time. And, like, now the prince is dancing. I mean, also, I just always had, like, ballet stuff going on in my mind. It was, like, very, I don't know. It's just, like, for me, it's just a trademark of Russian music at that time. That it's, like, very, like, ballet-centric. Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, it's, like... Or not centric. It's getting dark. Inspired. It's cold. Everybody's getting tired, you know, it's November, it's like before Thanksgiving, and this just felt very comforting. Oh, Honestly, I I was saying earlier, I'd never, this is my first BU concert that I've been to. Uh, as an of, audience As member. an audience member, I've played right. a, plenty of them. Right, right, right. And I just saw the poster and was like, hey, why not? Like, let's check yeah. it out. Do you know Tamara at all? Yeah, I played under oh, her yeah, wait. So a couple times, quick, actually. This is a, this is a DMA conducting recital yes. of Tamara Dworitz. Who was first year DMA in conducting? Super impressive. Yeah, cannot be easy to get up in front of I know. people. Well, you got to take care of every measure in that piece. There's yeah. so much push and pull, so much like switching quickly between characters. Absolutely. And like, actually, what was cool about in the last movement, I was really soaking up all the like different influences yeah. of like composers that this, this sounds like before and after. Mm. And I was thinking of like the Nocturnes of Debussy. 
you know okay. the second movement that's like the fet that's like I mean, I can't sing it. I don't know. Those like triplets, that like triple meter kind of stuff. It's party music. Yeah. Festival in Baghdad. Yeah. And like those modal chords that's so like Mussorgsky and or like Petrushka esque, even like at points. Definitely. I don't know. But I also think it's much better to hear live because the first moment I knew about it, but I only knew recordings. And that one's the most repetitive. It's also a great school concert to go to. Right, sure. It features so many soloists. Right, right, right. So, oh, there's my friend. Oh, there's yeah, my friend. Right. Oh, I've never heard her play. Like, It's right. like cool. Like, yeah, It sure. definitely gets passed around. Yeah. And the melodies are just so good. The English horn, the... <laughs> like, that's so fucking sexy. Yeah. It's so great. <laughs> I'm like, oh... I don't want to like it, but every time I'm like, oh, it's coming, it's coming. I was like, don't move. Don't move. But you can't help yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. For sure. But do you know what I mean, though, with the, that it's a little too real sometimes? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I... I don't... Not, I'm, like, obvious. It's I'm a little obvious. I'm going to say I get bored, but yeah. it's not like... It's not anybody else's fault besides Korsakoff's, maybe. Right. It's a little obvious, yeah, like you said. Yeah. Like, Prelude to the Afternoon of a Fawn is, like, a similar piece for me that's, like... In terms of, like, how it's programmatic nature. That right. it's, like, a story and... Definitely. Around the same period. But the Korsakov one, it doesn't leave much to the imagination. Right. There's Fair. nothing suggestive about it. It's very, like, painted. It's like you see... Yeah. You see what you're hearing. <laughs> yeah. Instead of imagine what you're hearing. But I didn't think it comes down to brand. So I think it's someone like like John Williams. Like you can okay. you it's another composer, you immediately get the image. Right, right, right. And I feel like that's skill. Yeah. And that's right. like oh, yeah. what skill, sure. what RK was bringing to the table when he wrote right. the piece. Right. Um but yeah, I know what you mean. Also, they have a small amount of time. They got it together in like two days. I was gonna ask about that. Two yeah, days. It's crazy. I think they got it together Damn. in like two rehearsals. So that just involves so much individual readiness. Yeah, yeah. Especially at, like, this point in the semester when everybody's... So oh, yeah, busy. I cannot imagine. <laughs> yeah. no, no, she asked me to do it, and... Did she have to go around and ask individually for everybody? I, I mean, she sent emails around. Oh, man. Um, but I... That must be such a headache to keep track of. I know. So many people. It's like a big, yeah. pretty big orchestra, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was like, I had a conflict. Yeah. And a part of me was like... Oh, it's a big part. It's a, oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. many huge clarinet solos. Yeah, so first and second clarinet. Yeah. I was going to, yeah. So tell us about the clarinet part. You said you played first and second on it. I played first and second on it. And I played, when I played second, uh, second clarinet kind of has a boom, buddy, Yeah, in the beginning. And it's so like... hypnotic. And you cannot fall for the hypnosis as a player. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I hit a stinker in the performance. And oh, I had nice. never played, I had never played a wrong note in any of the rehearsals. I was like, this yeah. is just chill. Sure, sure, it's whatever. Sure. Well, it's at the end of the first movement, too, where, like, we're in the sea, we're in the ocean, we right. have the waves, we have the repeating 6-8 stuff, and then the full orchestra fades away, and it's just clarinet that has I this know. undulating thing. But in reality, so, it's like, you play second, when you play second clarinet, it's like, make sure everything around you sounds expensive by doing your job, listening, <laughs> being really aware of articulations, things like that. And then the rare moments when you are exposed, just crush it. Just because it's not, you're not that important. You know what I mean? It's always background. But then that part, 
yeah. is really, really big. It's really yeah, nerve-wracking. Yeah, yeah. There's something there's something psychologically about sitting in that chair and playing something exposed. Because when you're yeah. playing principal, you're like, you know, everyone back the fuck down. Like, yeah. I want to crush this. Oh, yeah. Psychologically, you've got like, yeah, to kill, kill the game. You gotta, yeah, it's cavalier. Yeah, you know, like, to the back of the hall. Yeah. And second is very different. It's kind of like target practice. You have to be very... Agile, you have to be very quick on your feet. You have to adapt. It's really not about your sound. Right. Or not about your ideas as much as it is about fitting, making sure everything always sounds great. Second clarinet is the hidden assassin to good wind sections. The more you know. Yeah. There's like that unsettled feeling. Everyone's like, what is that? What what doesn't sound right? And a lot of times (laughs) it's second clarinet just in there, just sharp on like a really weird, nasty note. No, it's it's true. It's a hard job. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, great clarinet parts. Yeah. Um, The hardest part is, for me personally, is you play the cadenza, the huge, Uh or whatever key. What, What is that? When? When is that? Uh, I want. It's in the first, like, the beginning first part. Yeah, yeah. First or second. It's, everybody breaks. It's like, dum, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people have that melody, and it's before the bassoon, right? Yeah, it's before. It's so that must. Be, yeah. I think it's the first that has the Scheherazade yeah. melody, like before, after the violin. Yeah. So you play this big cadenza, and it's really it's out of time. It's all about you, and mm-hmm. then everything stops, and then tempo just goes, goes, and you have to. Like very stealthy Mm -hmm. and very relaxed, but your body is still convulsing from being (laughs) from taking over the whole orchestra. So that's interesting. What did you think as a pianist of all the wind action, the melody action? I yeah, I mean, like I said, I did get. Honestly, it was it's funny because I didn't get bored by the repetitive quality of it. Yeah. That actually, because that's well, from listening to recordings, that's usually what I think. Like, man, like, what really happens in this piece? But then when you see it live and you are like more like spatially aware, right? Then in the first movement, like going from small groups to the full orchestra, and then you're much more aware of that, and like you're living it, and it's much more effective. Especially in like in, a like quasi bolero way. Yeah, definitely. Like, you want to hear that live, and yes. I haven't yet, but I imagine that like it's that. so spatial. Then. Also, in Boston University's stunning concert hall, <laughs> yeah. you are really close <laughs> to the orchestra, and it's so present. Uh-huh. Like everything that's played is yeah. right in your ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty gripping mm-hmm. when everyone cuts out and one person starts playing. For sure. Because you've been Also, like, I think assaulted. credit to Tamara, too, because I think yeah. if there's one thing that she's damn good at, it's getting people to play together. And if they only have two rehearsals, so, I mean, her cues are just so tight. Yes. And, like, the way that she could bring the whole percussion section together at times. Yeah. Or even at oh, the Oh, shout out, tambourines. Tambourine solo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was awesome. Sure. I was all <laughs> sure. about that. Yeah. But I mean those or- those opening chords, yeah, where it's just like held, and like in the winds. Yeah, it was pretty in tune. <sighs> those I mean, are that's, so hard. Yeah, I mean it sounds like death to play. Do you know um, Mendelssohn, uh, Midsummer Night's Dream Overture? Oh sure. Yeah, it's kind of like that vibe, mm-hmm. where you can't come at it super nervous. Yeah. Because that's really obvious, right, but right, you right. can't attack it either. Yeah. So it's so kind many. of like kind of just let. Right. 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 You know. Right. Let it come out of you. Yeah. Which is so scary. Yeah. But and I feel like... I mean, I, I'm... I don't really know. But how much of that is 
up to you or like you or how much of that is the conductor like the conductor i'm sure inspires you to either towards those kinds of emotions or no or is that a sectional thing it's it's interesting because as a as a wind player i think oh, oh it's, it's like kind we're of going to get an interruption here oh and dad hello delphine sorry to interrupt hello no all right. Well, yeah. I guess we've got to say that we're sitting in a BU practice room here because of technical complications from DC. Here's yeah. D. Here's Motorola. Yeah. So I you have a Motorola. Live. Quick divergence here. Yeah, you have a Motorola, and I have a BlackBerry. Yeah. And I feel like there's some solidarity there. There is definitely. Oh, there's the something to be said about. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Of being like the questionable phone choice. Yeah, I just like archaic tools. I mean, I play the clarinet. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. It's just the clarinet of. But ooh, ooh, BlackBerry is not the true. piano of. No, no, no. I feel like I feel like that's like the latest Samsung. Yeah, that's like fair. Piano, but that, I don't know. I don't fully identify as like thoroughbred concert pianist either okay even though these days i'm kind of playing the part right oh it's all about playing so like this blackberry has the shape the large flat square shape yeah of a samsung yeah but it's just not yeah i mean motorola has uh clarinet's one of the cheapest orchestral instruments (laughs) Uh, little like little known fact i don't think people know and they also need to be replaced pretty frequently right they get blown out pretty quickly so hence why we're in a practice room yes because I got it to be plugged in to record. To record. <laughs> to record. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, it probably is going to have the best audio quality of any of the pods. Maybe. Because I mean, we're usually on the street. Yeah, well, let's find out. Let's... Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, at any rate, any closing thoughts on Scheherazade or the performance? Highlights. Give, give, me, give me a high and a, and a low. Highlights. Um, Tamara, shout out to her. Yeah, definitely. So much work probably has to go into that. Yeah, you have to be so prepared before even the first rehearsal. Yeah, and we take for granted, I take for granted at least, I get to put up my defense that is my instrument in front of my face when I go to work. When you're a conductor, really, everyone's depending on you in a way that I don't think we can really relate to, so Mm -hmm. shout out. And at every single moment. Yes, every every single single moment. moment. Every time you run into someone in the hall and they're in your concert. Right. It's yeah, I can only imagine. So shout out to her, tambourine. She sounded awesome. Lots of violin solos. That seems stressful. I can't imagine. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Especially just on a what Sunday night on two rehearsals must be a lot. <laughs> right. Oh, and the basses sounded really good. Oh, that's true. That's Lots true. of r- the low end. I was impressed by the low end. In general. Yeah. Uh, there was like some bass trombone in there. As there well. was some bass trombone in there. It sounded really good. That definitely. It was nice. Especially as a pianist, you just don't really get to fill out your sound to that extent. Yeah. So when you hear it, it's just like, ah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm trying to imitate. <laughs> I feel that. Well, I'm, or pizzicatos in, in the basses with so much uh, shape. Hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody really came together for Tamara, yeah. I think. Yeah. And it was just like a fun school. Camaraderie. Day. Yeah, it for was sure. a fun. I had a great like, time. I was yeah, so yeah. pleasantly surprised. This was really for awesome. sure. It was on a Sunday night. Everybody's kind of tired. Yeah. Tamara came up strong. Definitely. And, I don't know, gave enough energy for the piece. Definitely. I'm still not totally sold on the piece. That's a good piece. Yeah. I mean, it's, it definitely goes along. The orchestra along. is really well used. Yeah. It goes, I put it in the family favorites category. Yeah, definitely. No, it's cute. Definitely. Definitely. 
tells a story. It tells a story. Yeah. Isn't that what we're all doing? Oh, gosh. Boo. Yeah. Even though it is? I think I literally told my student today to tell, <laughs> just tell a story. The opening know. of the Shamit's clarinet concerto, just really yeah. tell a story. Yeah. Is that but, you know, that's also played on viola? No, but they both, yeah. It goes, uh, but we absolutely cannot end this podcast talking about this piece. <laughs> okay, Please. sorry, 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 sorry. Back to RK. Yes. Back to RK. RK all day. I have one little closing tidbit yeah, that is unrelated to RK specifically. Well, okay. So there's a piece. I don't know if you know the the Chant du Rossignol of Stravinsky. The Chant du Rossignol. It's like early Stravinsky piece, and it opens with this super cacophonous sound and like full orchestra, like and. Um, Apparently, when I saw the CSO play it and the program notes, they said that in like in the turn of the century, twentieth century in Russia, Stravinsky and Rimsky-Korsakov were like two of the aristocratic Russians in on the scene, and so they were the only ones that had phones. They were the first ones that had phones that were musicians, and they but since they were the only ones rich enough to have phones, they couldn't call anybody else. And so they would just, like, call each other. <laughs> and this piece was, like, started, starts, as supposed to, like, imitate their phone ringing. I also like, it's kind of bringing it back to our, our archaic phones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, full circle. Full circle. Well, I can't wait to have you on the pod again, Dustin. We'll this was a pleasure. This, this was, was really off the fun. cuff, man. It was as the final applause rang out. I just yeah. turned around. Dustin, let's pod. And I said, yeah. And yeah. I think you were a little, you were yeah. a little shocked. Yeah, I was, I was a little shocked. Yeah, I was like, why not? And I'm so pleased you did. Yeah. Well, um, let the pod know, by the way, that I still owe Dustin a beer. Ah. Uh, so I don't know if it'll be for tonight. but It's, it's out in it's, the internet. It's, it's now Yeah, it's yeah. Now, now it's public knowledge. Looking forward to so, it. All right. Yeah. Have a great night, Dustin. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Have a great night, everybody. Bye-bye. I don't mean any disrespect to any serious NRK fans. It's just that I've recently been spending more time with symbolist and Art Nouveau personalities that make Scheherazade's direct appeal look a little bland. For me, for all the work he does to make the orchestra shine, Rimsky-Korsakov in this piece falls between Debussy's daring and Mussorgsky's raw energy in a not-so-convincing way. It's a good deal of fun, though. Thanks again to Dustin Chung for coming on the pod and speaking more flatteringly on Rimsky's account. For anyone else interested in seeing a concert together or being on the pod, feel free to reach out. In other news, the second meeting of Boston's community studio class will be held this Friday from 4 to 7 at First Parish in Brookline. Come join us to hear and discuss piano music, as well as a Haydn string quartet and Schubert's legendary C major fantasy for violin and piano. Find more information online at csclass.myartsonline.com. That's csclass.myartsonline.com. In closing, the pianist playing the B minor prelude and fugue from book one is me. Thanks for listening. <laughs>